was originally supposed to be our first, but he had a hockey pool. Then he got back into her. It's going to be the man, the co-host of Six and a Six podcast. It is Alex Hobson. What's going on, boys? Thanks a lot for having me tonight. I'm looking forward to shoot the shit about this fucking hockey team with you guys. Oh, I like this guy. Let's fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Hobson coming in guns a-blazing. Sir, what is your expectations for the Leafs this year? Obviously, everybody says the regular season doesn't matter, but I know and you know that is incorrect because everybody's fired up. All those comments from back in June where you're burning a jersey, everybody's stitching those things back together, burn holes and all because they're waiting for this team to hit the ice Wednesday night. So what are your expectations, Mr. Hobson? Um, well, just like everybody else, I don't want to sound unoriginal, but I, I'm expecting big things in the regular season. I've got no idea what to expect from them come playoff time. So I'm not even going to begin to try and predict where, where those guys heads will be at by the time they make the playoffs. But, uh, I do think that they're going to come second to the Atlantic division. I think the only team in the, in the Atlantic that really poses a much of a threat to them in the, uh, regular season, at least is Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I like where their team's at now compared to where it was at the start of last season. I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of potential compared to last year. I think last year there was a lot, there was more just kind of like safe bets and, you know, bringing in Jumbo Joe, you, you already know what you're going to be getting from him. And Jimmy VC is a bit of a re- reclamation project, but this year, you know, bringing in guys like Michael Bunting, who I think, uh, is just starving for a chance to really prove himself in the NHL and Nick Ritchie who had 15 goals in a shortened season last year. And then Andre Kasha, I think kind of flew under the radar a little bit too, because of uh, uh, he, he's been battling some injuries in the past. And uh, yeah, I'm so I, 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 I'm pretty fired up. I think they've uh, got a lot to look forward to in the regular season, but yeah, like I said, when the playoffs come around, that's an entirely different story. I'm not even going to begin to predict what they're going to, what, what they're capable of doing by then. So what do they have to do in the regular season for you to go game one of the playoffs? These guys got this because I said, I said last year, I said they got to finish top two in their division. They got to dominate their opponents and they have to look good in net. They did all three of those things. They go up three, one, and then they just fucking choke. So what do they have to do this year for you to be like, I think they got this, or are you not going to buy in until after the first round? I really hate to sound like a negative Nancy man, but I don't think I'm going to buy in until after the first round, honestly. I think like, because I'm in the same boat. Like, I want to be positive about this team. And I, I got so, an answer. I was so invested in this team last year that it actually, like, it physically hurt me. Like, you can ask Dude. my wife. I was not okay for a couple of days. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, the Leafs lost. It's sports. Get over it. I go, no, you don't get it. Like, <laughs> you don't get it unless you've right? been in the position. Yeah. And you know what? It, you, you, you raise a great point there. And it's like, I uh, trust me. I believe that this team has the talent to go all the way, but mm-hmm. when we're in the position, like when we were in the position that we were at the end of last season, I mean, you know, bringing in Nick Felino and he had a couple of great games at the start of before he, before that back, yeah, the back issue really started to bug him a little bit. Um, they were atop the North division. And there was a point where I was like, okay, this is literally the easiest path to the Stanley cup that these guys could ever ask for. So if they're going to win the cup and I predicted them to win the cup and that's the last time I'm ever doing that. They, I predicted them to win the cup last year. I was like, okay, you got Montreal in the first round. You'll get one of Winnipeg or Edmonton in the second round. So those should be two gimme rounds based on what we've seen from this team so far. And naturally they, they choked and they lost in the first round again. So I like the team could probably go fucking 82 and over something this year. And I still wouldn't buy yeah. in until they actually went around. So I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. And you know, you, you said earlier on in the show that 
you know, all these fans that were saying they weren't going to be watching this year and they weren't going to be invested. I remember when the, when the trailer for all or nothing came out, I was like, um, you can show me as many clips of Rasmus Sandin in a race, in a race car, or Justin Hall golfing in his backyard or whatever. And I am not, it's going to take a King's ransom to make me watch that documentary. And naturally I watched the whole thing the day it came out. So yeah, yeah. I, I I've already come to accept that I'm in a toxic relationship. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be <laughs> dialed in all season long. And I'm probably going to be like that next year and the year after, but um, yeah, playoffs wise, I'm, I'm done trying to make predictions on well, they, 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 they won't be able to convince me during the regular season that they, that they're, they have what it takes. I'm going to, here's one thing that's going to convince me this regular season. What's one thing. And you guys can both attest to this the past few seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You've never felt comfortable with a lead, whether it be a series lead or a game lead. We've never felt comfortable. We're always waiting for that other shoe to fall this season. I want them to win close games, but I want to feel comfortable as a fan knowing they're going to close that out. I want to see that aspect of their game where they can suck the ever-loving life out of a fucking game and shut it down and absolutely just control it. Whether it's 2-1 and they just can't put the puck in the net for one more, I want to see that because that is something they need to be able to do. Win those close games and close it out, but suck the life out of it for the other team because they are so good at letting teams back in whether it's the back half of the second period or going into the third when they're up, doesn't matter if it's two, three, five, ten, twenty goals, they would find a way to screw it up. This year, I want to see them lock it down on a closed game and suck the ever loving life out of the fucking game and then win it. And every time that happens, I want to see them do that. Why? Because that will help you in the playoffs because those are the type of games you play in the playoffs. And if you're able to lock it down like that and play defensively, then there's less chances coming at you when you do have to battle back for one goal. At least you know you can fall back on locking it down to where the score is to elevate yourself. But that is one thing they need to do this year to gain my confidence back as a fan. I want to feel comfortable when you have a lead, whether it's one, two, three, or 20 goals. I want that comfort feeling going in. I don't want the cardiac canes. I want the Maple Leafs to be up by one, suck the life out of it, and win. That will get me back. Because once I see that defensive structure, once I see them shutting teams down and not allowing them to get back into games, that will make me feel better. Because that shows me they've all taken a step. Whether it's Matthews, whether it's Camp, whether it's Nylander, whether it's Tavares, Marner, you name it. That means they're all buying in to what needs to be done to win games. Not pad stats, to win games. That is one thing we didn't talk about a lot tonight, but that is one thing they need to do this season, and that needs to happen from game one. And I guarantee you, we watched that documentary. That's what Sheldon Keefe is preaching. You want Stanley Cup habits. That's a Stanley Cup habit. Sucking the life out of the game when you're winning it, that's what you need to do. Make the other team feel like they cannot come back. But the Leafs have a killer instinct, but they turn it off. When they're up, they think they're going to win, and everything becomes lassidaisical. And next thing you know, you're fishing the puck out of your net in Game 7, and you're going the fuck home. So this time, they need to turn it on and keep it on. Game 1, Game 82, all the way to the Stanley Cup Final. That needs to happen, and that'll get me back as a fan, because that'll give me confidence to go into a third period up 2-1 and say, no, we got this. They can lock this down. How many teams have you seen that won the Stanley Cup that you know can do that? The Chicago Blackhawks did it. The Pittsburgh Penguins were good at it. The LA Kings were good at it. You know, those teams, when they started rolling, they were good at those things towards the end of the season. Sucking that life of a game, the Leafs didn't do that. 
Police always let teams back in. And then you're sitting there grabbing your chair or crushing your beer can because you're like, this team's going to freaking blow it. And your heart is just racing. It's fun sometimes, but not every single night. See, there you go. Josh is already stressed. Well, that the thing is, like, get me you, back. You, you said something there, and you're like, yeah, I want to see this team win. And sorry to cut you off there, Alex. I, no. the, uh, you want to see this team win close games. They have the talent to win games 5-1, 6-1. I don't want to see them play a 2-1 game when I know that they could go down and just net one, make it. You know what's harder to come back from than a 2-1 deficit? A 3-1 deficit. Yeah, but here's the thing. This team, between the years, is mentally fragile. They go up 3-1, and then they shut off. They cruise. But it's that's almost why you like don't, they need to be battle-tested. That, that's why you push for that fourth goal. You push for that next goal. You push for that next goal. Don't play in your own end. The worst place to play is your own well, end. Well, I'm not saying play Get in your own end. Out. I'm not saying play in your own end. I'm saying suffocate them. I said just because you can't score another goal doesn't mean you need to be in your other your own end. You can yeah, be down in their end. You can be in the neutral zone. You can be cycling the hell out of that puck and not scoring. But those are things they need to do. They need to suck the life out of the other team. If you're down in your end, then the other team has got all the life in the freaking world because then they're going whirly daisy at your net. No, suck the life out the other way. Keep the possession. Do those things. Hoard the puck. Do all those smart things that you're supposed to do. And you know what? A 2-1 game, yeah, it sucks for us as fans. But if they can win those close games, that's what happens in the playoffs. That's what happens when you go to six OTs and you finally pot one is because you play so much defensive hockey to not give up that screw-up goal, you know, and it ends up being a tired play that ends up happening. Look at Dermott in the playoffs. Okay, give it away. Look at Galchenyuk. Those giveaways were mental errors because the pressure was on. You know, those things suck. That's why I want to see this team come out of the mental fragile stage and be confident in the fact that they're leading and be confident that they can shut another team down even if they can't score one more goal. At least they know they can shut the other team down and they're not getting anything. And the Leafs have not been able to do that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think a perfect example of that game last year, well, not that game, I guess, but I think a perfect game example of that, what, what you're what you're talking about here was that game when they uh, blew the 5-1 lead to Ottawa and lost 6-5. And Sheldon Keefe, and you know what? This is where this was a moment where I really resonated with Sheldon Keefe because you know I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys both watched All or Nothing at now or at least yep. some of it. Oh yeah, no, nope, okay. never seen it, <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. All right, just well, kidding. Yeah, I, I, I knew you were full of shit there. Um, but yeah, there was a uh, like there. I remember there was the instance when Ottawa scored that shitty goal at the end of the second period to make it five two, and Sheldon Keefe in that moment knew that they were going to lose that game, and I, I, I knew as well. In that moment, I remember watching Ottawa score shorthanded with three seconds left, just such a stupid goal to allow. And they let Ottawa right back into the game because of it. And I knew it's just, you can always tell when the trickle effect starts with this team. When one thing happens, it seems to lead to another, and then that'll lead to another thing. And then all of a sudden the game's wide open and they let their opponent back in it. So I think they got to abandon those habits as soon as possible. And I think a big part of that documentary that really, they really shone a light on Sheldon Keefe was the fact that he could see the flaws in that team early on in the year, January, February, he was pointing things out. He was like, these are habits we have to abandon. And unfortunately they couldn't abandon those habits in time. So hopefully they're, they're, they're humiliated and embarrassed to the point where they, all they want to do is crush those habits and don't even let them seep back into the atmosphere for this season. And I think to, to answer the question that stemmed this entire discussion, that is what they need to do to in order in order to advance past first round 
So for you, look at this season. I mean, obviously, we're running heavy on time tonight, but I want to get you in for some questions here. You look at this team this season. For you, what are you looking forward to the most? We, we joke around about the fact that nobody was looking forward to things, but what are you looking forward to seeing happen with this squad? Um, honestly, more than anything, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how, how the new guys fit in. Because kind of like how I said at the start, I think, you know, Jimmy VC had, he had a little bit of potential. He was kind of a reclamation project, obviously didn't work. But you, like I said, you knew what you were getting with Joe Thornton. Um, I think that a lot of, I think all the guys that the Leafs brought in this summer share uh, the idea and they share the mindset that they will not quit and they've got a never ending motor and they will do whatever they can to help their team win. I mean, I, I think, I think every Leaf fan got happy when, uh, Michael Bunting said that he compared his game to Brad Marchand and said that he liked to be a little bit of a rat. I think, you know, I, watching teams with with their own rats do that to the Leafs for years, I think it would it, it would be amazing to see a guy have that kind of mindset on the Leafs. And you know, well, the the thing is though, like I can say that I play like Brad Marchand, but you got to go and do it, right? So let's yeah, let's see what he's got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I think in the end, it's just the fact that he has that he has that mentality. Yeah, I for think sure. The more the more people who have that mentality, I, I think the better because it, it, as much as we can kind of get that mentality to spread and be contagious throughout all the players, that is ultimately what's going to lead them to having success in the playoffs. And you know, I'm I'm a little more high on Bunting than most because. I, I, I just, I love the sample size. It was pretty small, but I love what he did in Arizona last year. And when you factor that in with an opportunity to play alongside John Tavares or Boston Matthews and playing for his hometown team, I, I think there's some real boomer bust potential here. And I think that if he doesn't live up to the, the uh, I mean, I guess the hype you can call it that he's been getting from the Toronto media, you're still going to have a guy who's going to go out there and work his ass off every night. So it's a little bit of a win-win situation. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how those, the, the, the mindsets of all those new guys really affect the the core players and the guys mm-hmm. that are, have been facing all the scrutiny this summer. I, I think, you know, you combine the mindsets with the skill sets of the guys that are making $11 million and it's got potential to be a successful team, but it's just a matter of whether or not they can, they, they can translate it to the ice. Yeah. The way I see these new guys, like, especially like the big ones, like Nick, Nick Ritchie coming in, I uh, got cost coming in a bunch of the other guys. They're going to look at our big four and say, I need you to do this so I can do this for you. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a huge thing because if you have a bunch of guys who are known for scoring goals, they're always going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to score goals. Well, who's helping you score those goals? Right. It's not going to be the other guy who's scoring the goals as well. So they're going to help each other out here. I just think this team's got a little bit of a different vibe around it. I'd love to see them through the first 10 games. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if this Leafs team has like five or six wins through their first 10 games, and maybe they're still trying to figure it out. But it also wouldn't shock me if they go nine and one, eight and two, seven, one and two or something like that. I don't know what to expect. They're unpredictable. Yeah, unpredictable. Yeah. You never yeah. know and, what you're gonna get. And you know what? They can go ten and zero, and nobody would give a fuck because it's like, well, let's see what they can do in you yeah. know game game eighty three, game eighty four, game eighty five. Mm-hmm. But if they go zero and ten, it's like, well, here we go. So it, success is the only thing that's gonna cure all for this team. Yeah, definitely. Well, Alex, we want to ask you this. We've asked everybody since they jumped on to jump off. So for you, where do Leafs rank here in the Atlantic Division? Obviously, we have Tampa, we have Boston, we have Florida. Everybody else below that doesn't matter. Do they finish fourth, third, second, first, 
Where do they Don't fall? Just Buffalo like that. <laughs> yeah, I think they're finishing third behind Buffalo and Detroit. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> takes exposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can clip that. Uh, that that's my that's my hot take for the episode. Um, no, but I, 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 I and you know I I'm I'm gonna try and be as unbiased as possible. I think they're gonna finish second in the division. And the I reason I say that I have the reason I say too. that is because. Like, you know, you can crack all the jokes you want, say it was 3-1, say 1967, all that, whatever. But this team has always been a strong regular season team. That's never been that's never been a question. And, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay, they're, they they pretty much remain relatively untouched, minus uh, uh, Blake Coleman and Barkley Goudreau, I guess, leaving. But they've got more or less the same team. They've still got that stacked defensive core. They've still got fucking Vasilevsky between the pipes. So they're, no one's overtaken them for the top spot. Um now, on the other hand, though, Florida, as much as I think they're going to be a threat this year and I think they're going to finish top three, I think their goaltending situation is still a little bit suspect for me. I think if Spencer Knight uh, proves that he can he can do what he did in his little sample size last year over the course of a full season, I think that they have they, they could definitely challenge the Leafs for that second-place spot. And in terms of Boston, their, their team does not really excite me that much on paper, but I still have them finishing in a playoff spot because that's what Boston does. They always yep. they, they always kind of catch you off guard, and then they show up and they perform when it matters most. So uh, I, I think second place is a good assessment for them just because you know they're a strong regular season team. You know that you're going to have Matthews scoring goals. Uh, I think Marner's going to have a big rebound season. I think he's probably pretty pissed off and sick of hearing about uh, you know, whether he's overpaid or the least should trade him to shake it up and stuff. Like, I think he's probably sick of hearing about all that. So no, I maybe think we're going to see a ball, bud, and you'd be fine. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So I, I think he's going to have a big bounce back. Well, not bounce back, I guess, but he's going to have a big regular season. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think they've got the skill to finish second, but again, the playoffs are a completely different story. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens when we get to the playoffs, but I haven't finishing first myself. I think the Tampa Bay hangover is going to be real this year. Uh, 82 games is a long slag for everybody. It's a little bit different than 56 and coming out of a bubble. So uh, I look at the Leafs going first. But, hey, Alex, it's great having you on. Throughout the season, we'll have to have you back on for a longer, maybe after a game or something like that, talk. But uh, you are a contributor for the Hockey Writer and, of course, the co-host of the 6 and the 6 podcast. Check out both of those and be sure to follow this man. He is 51 followers away from the 1K mark. Let's get this man there. Alex Hobson to 1K. Let's do it. So there we have it. That was Alex Hobson from the 6 to 6 podcast. 